0: She's a business mogul, number one, and wellness expert. How can I help?
1: And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away podcast.
0: Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And we have Jason Dean and he's of BraveTV.com. and we've got a full show for you today. So Jason, welcome.
1: Hey, welcome. Thanks Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate having me on.
0: So today we're going to talk a little bit about fasting. We're going to talk about parasites. And one of the things that I've heard you say is that parasites are the cause of so many things of why people are sick. And they blame it on all these other things. And that's what the root cause is. So first, I want you to just kind of talk a little bit about... Um, what your fasting regimen is, kind of what your health is, and then talk about where you got this idea of that parasites are kind of the kind of hidden root of all these health issues.
1: Yeah. Fat, so fasting is uh interesting. So I, I've, been, I've been fasting for like years now. Um, And I, I've never, I mean, I dive into the science of fasting, but this is my, people ask me all the time, tell me about, tell me about all the, the in-depth details of your fasting and how you do it, what you eat. And I go, it's really simple. Like to the point where I I don't even put a lot of thought onto it. Simple. So the fact is probably I would say five to six days a week I'm fasting. Well, what's that look like? Well, I go to bed and I don't eat until probably one o'clock the next day. So my lunch is Actually, it's later than that now because of the, my show. So my lunch probably starts anywhere from one thirty to 2.30. Typically, the sweet spot is about 2 o'clock. So I don't eat lunch until about 2 o'clock. And then I get home. And sometimes I, I usually I eat later just because of our schedules. So anywhere between 7 and 9, I could eat. And then you shut it down. And then I don't eat again until the next day. Now in the morning, I'll have some Bulletproof coffee or something like that. So MCT oil, some butter, uh, coffee, I might throw in some xylitol. I'm a former sugar junkie. Um, so I, I do my best to stay away from all the unnecessary sugars, but, um, so that's my, let's see, 12, uh, 14, there's 16, 17 ish hour uh, fasting window, roughly five to six, five to six days a week. And you say, well, what do you do the other two? So on the weekend I get up and typically I also bring into a kind of intuitive eating. And when I say intuitive eating, Mm -hmm. are you hungry? Then eat kind of thing. So on Saturday or Sunday, I'll get up and, you know, we travel a lot, but we're also just home because we travel so much. We just kind of want to relax in the morning on Saturday or Sunday morning. And I'll get up and I'll have like an omelet or something, or my, my daughter gets up and we have like keto pancakes. So she'll make some keto pancakes. Cause she loves to cook. She's nine. She's like in the kitchen doing her thing. And so I'll have something here, or there. We might have, might have some like raw maple syrup every once in a while. We, you know, we try to keep it the low carb lifestyle down. So that's my, you know, one or two days of eating, but I'm also usually hungry. So it's, it's not about, You know, fasting, some people, I always call the radicals, right? So we have radicals on both ends. We have the radicals in mainstream medicine who won't even look at anything in nutrition. And then we have the radicals over nutrition who are in in some popular names out there who are down to the, the minute that you eat something or down to the second that you're eating something or within this window. I don't personally get that crazy just because one, it's not really my brand, but two, Intuitive eating. If you're hungry, eat. And what do I eat? It's typically, I eat meat. So I, I lean more towards a carnivore lifestyle, obviously, grass fed, um, free range organic meats. I stick with beef, lamb. I love elk. I do some fatty chicken and then butter. So fat. Um, my wife is more of a vegetable person, not plant based. So she, she she's carnivore, but she'll, She likes to have vegetables with dinner. I can give or take any given day. It doesn't really matter to me. I could, I mean, we have a a local farm where we get our beef and our meat and they make hot dogs now that are literally just all beef hot dogs. And people are like, hot dogs? How could you? It's literally all free range organic beef hot dogs and they're gigantic. And so yesterday I just like ate three hot dogs and that was it. Like I'm done kind of thing. Um, So that's really how I eat Um, every once in a while. If you're like, if you have a sugar craving, you know, we have oranges in the house. We are in, I'm in, live in Florida. So it's a citrus world. Uh, We get cherries for the summer, Um, whatever kind of local or um, you know, that, that time, summertime, fall, et cetera, we, we might have in the house. And then it's kind of about it. It's, it's not, you know, people ask us all the time. I don't know if you get this, but people are like, well, I need recipes. I need to, I need to know what you eat. I'm like, we don't do, my wife is Italian and we don't do recipes in the house. Now she can cook like a, like insane. I mean, she is an amazing cook, but here, here is literally, here's the recipe. You come home, she opens up the fridge, she takes out steaks or a piece of meat, or she'll take out ground bison or whatever it is. Eventually let's throw it in a pan on the stove and cook it with vegetables, or I'll take it out onto the smoker or to the the grill and I'll cook it in 20 minutes or less we have dinner. It's not there's no there is no recipe. There is no perfectly, you know, uh ration spices or whatever. Like spices, sure, we have spices you sprinkle some on depending on how much you want and you you go for, I think too many people are looking for perfection when in reality, all of us out there in the natural healthcare world, we're literally just getting the job done. And so I think people need to spend more, more time focused on how to get a product at the end versus like all these different magical things that they can put together to create something that their, their spouse is gonna, gonna want. and, And that's really not how it works. So Um, that's how we do it now. (coughs) Excuse me. We have, um, shedders down here in Florida. So I'm in practice still. I won't, I won't say much more than shedders and people will understand what I mean by that with, with everything that's going on in the world. Now, as it regards to what I, what I deal with and where did parasites come from, we've been working in chiropractic. So I'm a chiropractor. I also deal in functional nutrition and we've been doing that for, I think, 20 years in our practice now, and we deal with really complex cases. So we do also kinesiology, we do muscle testing, muscle work. And so we, we, our cases have just like very much increased in complications. So we get people that travel literally all over the world to come in to see us from everywhere. And one of the, the most common thing in people are parasites, However, they express themselves as many other things. So for example, I just talked about this in my podcast this morning. So earaches, ear infections, and this is just a good example of parasites. So a lot of parents will come in. I, I adjust kids for the ear infections, but we also find out what the sources. And they come in and they go, Well, I went, my child is having ear pain, fever, et cetera. So I went to the doctor, the pediatrician, and they gave them antibiotics. And the first question I ask is, well, how do they know it's a bacteria? And they go, well, they said, they said it's a, it's an ear infection. I go, that's not, that's not what I asked. How do they know it's a bacterial ear infection? Well, what do you mean? They, they just know. I go, no, they don't. How, well, how, how, what do you mean? How would you know? Did they take a culture? Well, what's a culture? Yeah. Where you actually take out some of the stuff and you find out what is going on. And that takes usually a couple of days. It might take a day. And they go, well, they didn't do that. I go, because they're guessing. They literally don't know what they're doing. And 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 this, every I don't care if a pediatrician's out there or not that hears this, you're all guessing. None of you know what you're doing with it. And that's not because I'm better than you or better than them. So if you have no culture, then how do you know what you're dealing with? If you didn't culture a bacteria, then how do you know what it is? Instead, You're going to give them rounds and rounds of antibiotics, which in my personal, my personal opinion is malpractice, because if you don't know what it is, why are you throwing an antibiotic at it? Because when you throw an antibiotic at something, you are nuking their guts. And when you nuke somebody's guts, you have years upon years of work to do just to build that up before it's ever okay again. So you're nuking the antibiotics. That doesn't work because you didn't know if it was a bacteria or not. And it just keeps coming back, coming back, coming back. Then you take to the barbarism and you take out the scalpel and they cut into the eardrum and they put tubes in their ears, which is insane because it should never get to that because we have become such a medicalized society. However, when we test everything, we always come back to the same thing. These kids are eating really terrible foods loaded with glyphosate the glyphosate is the toxin and certain roundup that they spray all over everything. And when you actually test, when you go and check the grains in the field and you take those grains off, if you put those grains in a baggie, they're so sprayed with glyphosate that the, the soil no longer has an immune system. And the grains will actually have weevils in them. Weevils will turn into parasites into the in the body. These kids are loaded with parasites because of their really trashy food system. And now they have parasites throughout their entire sinus cavity, including their occipital sinuses near the ears. And now you have parasites literally giving off fecal matter, which is toxins, heavy metals, bacterias, viruses. So you might pick up on a bacteria and you might help it a little bit. until it's, it it turns up again, but ultimately what you're missing is the parasite the parasitic activity and then these kids have over and over and over again and that's that's just ear infections that's not to count all the other different diseases out there that we find always come back to you have to kill the parasites in the body but the problem is we really have a environmental problem on our hands everything is so toxic including the food we eat (laughs) which is like why we really need a we need an environmental reset, not a great reset, but an environmental reset where we actually just, we need to clean up everything. And um, so there's my encompassing message on why, why parasites seem to always come back up at the the root of it. And I deal with no, no less than 75% of the cases in my office that come through either in the office physically or on telehealth that we do all of them, parasites at different points and different causes in their, their body.
0: And like you said, like if you go to a regular doctor or even if you go to a functional medicine doctor, they really hardly ever talk about it. Like they're, they're not even aware that the hidden, you know, enemy is gotten completely out of control. And then it's like, even like, you know, like you said, like unexplained digestive issues, fatigue and weakness, food cravings, all this chronic pain. And so they're doing all these other fixes, but they're not addressing the root cause, which is the parasites. And you're not gonna get any of the health breakthroughs that you want. And it's literally like, the one thing about fasting as well, is that it really does help heal parasites as well. Because when you, you almost are like starving- Starving the parasite, them out. Yeah, you're starving them out. So. Yes, you can do all these different protocols, but fasting is the cheapest and easiest one. And the only way to do that is when you're doing really long fasts, which are really, really hard. But um, one of the things that I want you to talk about a little bit is the fact that the moon has such a big play in the, the parasites. And like, I know that you have on your your website, some different, like a session one, two, and three. And I want you to talk about how the parasite protocol works, the length of it and making sure kind of discussing, like doing it at the right time for the full moon and the day after and all of that.
1: Yeah. So full moon, um, there's full moon and new moon. So full moon is obviously when the, when the moon is completely hundred percent lit up. We just, we just went through what I think on the 13th, if I remember correctly, uh, and then new moon is where it goes all dark. So it's the opposite of that. Okay. It is affected both places. So there's gravitational pull. There's also pole and magnetic pull of the planets. So when people say, what, are, what do you mean by magnetic poles of the planet? Well, you go to the ocean, the tide rises, comes in, goes out. So same thing. So it's magnetic poles. Uh, if you actually, if you ever met somebody who is in astrology or anything like that, that's what astrologers go off. They go astrologers are going off of uh, magnetic poles of planets. So that's how that works. So what we see is, and with my stuff, so I tell people, depending on how sensitive you are, I tend to be a bit of a over the top mega dosing biohacker myself. So I throw my body through a lot of different natural healing things uh, intensely, just because that's how I am. My wife and others, on the other hand, they are a little bit more sensitive. So for example, they might take one capsule of something where I might take five to 10 capsules or something. So it's, you have different ones out there. So with the, we we take advantage of the full moon and, and the new moon as well to an extent new moon. You can only, you you can only do like, you can do three days, five days kind of thing. I mean, any, you can do a full moon protocol anytime you want to technically. However, We take advantage of the cycles. The good thing is there's a full moon and new moon cycle every single month. So you're not going to miss any. Don't worry. And and let me uh, add this in when people are like, I've never heard anything of this. Well, I, I would urge you to speak with anybody from Island countries. So like Jamaica, Haiti, Puerto Rico, et cetera, Um, Jamaica specifically. They actually know about this. They've known about this for a long period of time. There's actually uh, classes in school, subtropical diseases, where they talk about parasites. Now, the problem is most of those scientists think that parasites just stay in islands and they don't go any farther. However, it goes everywhere. So when people ask me, well, how would I know if I have parasites? I jokingly tell them to take their two fingers, put it up near their, their underneath their cheek where their carotid artery is. Or on your arm, your, I'm sorry, your wrist, where where there's a pulse. Do you feel that pulse? Yeah, I feel a pulse. Good. Then you have them because no one's getting away from this. Um, so back to the full moon. Or in the what I should say, the Jamaicans. So the Jamaicans, they have tinctures that they make in in the woods, basically, or in their huts. They make literally herbal tinctures. They go pick the herbs. They boil it down, they make tinctures that they take three to four times a year just as preventative measures to parasites because they know the whole thing. And they're pretty clean eaters. I mean, they, they eat off their land and they're still taking them because they know that these things infest. So they're taking them. Uh, we take them around the full moon. Now, I take my stuff off and on all the time just to make sure it's clearing out. My my, my job is as a, as a hacker to constantly be cleaning myself out and constantly be working on this so we can show people how to be optimal. However, if you're very sensitive, you're gonna do like a three-day deal. So it means typically you can start the day before or two days before a full moon or a new moon. Full moon is you're gonna get the maximum effect because it's a full moon. And typically around the full moon, you're gonna feel digestive problems. You're gonna feel bloating. You're gonna feel moodiness, disorders, depression, anxiety. Headaches. Um, you might experience bowel problems, whether it's the diverticulitises, the IBSs, mucusy stool, you name it, right? These things happen when people look that usually happens around full moons and new moons. So if you're super sensitive, you could do like a three-day or five day where you start a day or so before the full moon or the new moon, and then you carry it through and you finish up that, you know, three to five days, seven days afterwards. Um, that is somebody sensitive. And again, I usually, I usually slow them down on dosages because, you know, for example, one of the things I use is called cell core bowel mover. And, you know, I've had one, I've had people put one in their mouth and they move fast. Uh, whereas I can take five to 10 and it doesn't necessarily impact me because my body's working a little bit better. You know, your body's working if you take stuff and you don't get a massive reaction off of it. Right. Um, now, Long-term, you can do 15 days. So I usually do 15 days with people where, again, you start a couple days or one day before full moon, the intensity is there. And then you carry that through the 15 days. Uh, The amount of uh, effects afterwards is honestly monumental. I've had people reverse their, uh, not the full RA, but I've had people reverse RA pain in a week to two weeks max, just taking full moon protocols. Literally they were in rheumatoid arthritis pain, like pain to the point they couldn't stand it. And literally after just one protocol, the pain was gone. Um, now it takes more to get the full RA out. Cause that's it. it's a more in-depth thing and it takes time and parasites throughout the whole body. There's different types of parasites. Uh, there's way too many species that go through, but protozoa, sporozoa, spong- uh, There's so many different ones, hookworms, pinworms. um, There's stories about children, literally. And yes, children are also being affected by this. Um, A lot of parents have children's stories of literally their kid can bend over and, you know, out the anus, literally worms are crawling out. They used to have a test where they put, they put tape and put it down and see if worms would come out on the tape. It it was that it's that bad. So um, (laughs) that's how the protocol works. Basically, getting them on, on, on parasite-killing herbs. Now, this is the other kicker with parasites. They adapt. They're very smart, unfortunately. They do not like to be killed. They don't like dying. They also hatch, or I'm sorry, they, I should say they lay 20,000 eggs a day, some of them. So when people are like, well, do I really have them? You have them. Um, well, my doctor, I went in, I got tests done. There's nothing on the blood test. That's not going to show it. Well, I did a fecal test and nothing came out. That's also not going to show it. Um, That is probably, you know, it's weird because functional medicine doctors, even the natural world use those medical doctors. I've never, I've never understood why they do a fecal test because parasites that are in the actual colon in the small intestine, they actually latch on to the intestinal wall. And then they develop what's called the biofilm, almost like a cellophane around themselves so that they don't come off the wall. They they're again, very smart and they adapt. So the likelihood that they're always going to come out of the body is not likely. So you have to really like, this takes time. This, I mean, again, it takes years for many. And I go back to, you know, we just had this whole two year situation of a train wreck and they talked about some medications that weren't allowed to be used. Those same medications, were anti malarial, anti parasitic medications. It's inter- interesting, it took anti parasitic medications to help people the last two years. So we help our horses and we help our dogs and cats with heartworms and parasites, which are animals, but we are too um, ignorant slash, um, let's use the word, egotistical that we think humans are completely, you know, we don't have any of these things. But it's Mm -hmm. very interesting that, that every single, I mean, you go into a vet's office, every single animal has to deal with parasites, but yet humans aren't part of that. No, humans are actually worse.
0: One of the things that I really want to encourage you guys to do is to be getting at least seven hours of quality sleep every night. I personally need at least eight or eight and a half, but I know it's hard to get that much sleep. Your mind keeps you awake and you just can't get comfortable, but there are hundreds of reasons why you can't get quality sleep. But it is so important because this is how your body heals itself. So if you want to get a better night, sleep. For me, it's getting enough magnesium. And believe it or not, around 75% of people, I think it's even higher than that, don't get enough. And that's what causes sleep problems. So, One of the things about this one magnesium that I'm obsessed with is that it actually has seven unique forms of magnesium, and you must get all of them if you want to get that calming, sleep-enhancing effects. And that's why I recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Optimizers. So all you need to do is take two capsules before you go to bed and you will be absolutely amazed how much better sleep you get. I actually ran out of it um, for like two days and those two days I didn't get good enough sleep. So it literally I've literally tested it. For our listeners, you are going to get an exclusive offer. Go to magbreakthrough.com slash waste and you're going to save up to 42%. So make sure you put that coupon code of waste away. That's so good. Well, I have a few questions I want to ask and we'll we'll go through that. And just so you know, I've had a bunch of problems with my foot. Um, it's my toe has been like swelling and they can't figure out what's wrong with it. And I just know that it's like a, a bit of rheumatoid arthritis and it's, it's so much inflammation that it's coming out and I know that it's parasites and I just have to go and do like another cleanse. And I just, I'm so glad that you're, you're saying this and doing it. And it's like, even though like, even me who like, I know this 100%, like I'm a hundred percent on board with you. Like I will be like, yes, yes, yes. He's a hundred percent. Like I'm right on board. But like sometimes you forget, you know what I mean? Like sure. It's like none of us you know, are perfect, trust me. Yeah, we're not perfect. And it's like I I used to do the parasite cleanses all the time. And just lately, because the the problem with the parasite cleanses is that you feel worse. Um, sometimes when when the parasites are, are dying off. And so you don't want to do it. So it's like sometimes it's, you
1: can have kill off symptoms. Absolutely. Sometimes yeah. we, we try to we try to keep those down, but it can happen.
0: Yeah. So um I'm gonna ask a couple of questions that we've have we get emailed questions all the time. And just so you know, if you have questions, you go to questions at com and write a question and we're happy to answer those. Or you could always put it into our Facebook group, which is the Intermittent Fasting and OMAD group. And so I'm gonna ask a question and then I would love for you to answer them after I, after I do. So this one is from Marilla and she's from Hampton Roads, Virginia. It says for intermittent fasting, I only have until 6 PM to eat, but I'm not hungry now. Do I have to make myself eat? And, you know, it's funny that we get this question all the time. And I love that you said in the beginning that you are an intuitive eater, because that is what I'm super passionate about is like, I have one rule out of any, and that is if you're not hungry, you shouldn't eat. Like, it's just like, it's like intuitive, right? Like, it's kind of like, I'm not hungry. Should I force myself to eat so that I go into this window? And my response to that is no. Like, if you're not physically hungry, you shouldn't eat. And you, what I would suggest is wait until tomorrow start your window over, it's okay for you to be hungry sometimes. Like a lot of times, and I'll ask another question, but it's like, okay, I'm hungry right now. Okay, it's fine. You you know, you can be hungry for a little bit. Like when you fast, you're going to be hungry and that's okay because in your mind, you're going, great, my body is eating the fat from my thighs. My body is eating the parasites. My body is, you kind of go through all the different things that are so good for you. That is happening. So my suggestion for her was because she she I didn't go over the whole question, but she she had I had basically known that she had told me that she um, you know was just starting it that day. So it's like for me, no, at six o'clock, if you're hungry, go ahead and wait until eight o'clock or whatever it is that you you actually are hungry. Go ahead and eat. Then the next day, try to wait until one o'clock or two o'clock, whatever, and then start your eating window. If your goal is six hours or whatever it is, but to not force yourself to eat when you're not hungry to kind of go, okay, I've got to stay right under this window. What's your opinion on that?
1: I would also say challenge the body. I mean, so for example, (laughs) I'll use my daughter as an example. So the other day she came out and she says, she woke up in the morning and she goes, I'm starving with this very dramatic outtake. Right. And I go, well, we're going to do whatever. And you'll eat like, you know, in a couple hours, but daddy, I'm, I'm, I'm so hungry. And I'm like, you'll survive. You'll, you'll actually survive. And I, and I say that for adults too, because adults are still children, right? This idea that, oh my gosh, if I go too long, I'll starve. And I'm like, I think Jesus actually fasted for like 40 days and he survived the whole thing. Right. And I'm not being, I'm not being mean or sarcastic, but we, we have, we have been programmed into a snacking, um, eat around the, you know, block or, you know, eat around the clock buffet type of mindset where, what if we miss a couple hours? And for that person, I would just say, no, you're fine. I mean, go for it. And honestly, challenge your body, you know, see what you can do. Like see if you can go farther, see if you can go a little bit the next day. And obviously don't put yourself in a medical situation where like, if you don't go 40 plus days, that's insane. Don't do that. Right. Like listen to the person you're fasting with, listen to your doctors who know what they're doing, but you know, challenge your body, see what you can get away with, see what you can do to make yourself stronger. Because I, I almost, I almost guarantee you that this uh, this listener, that if they actually took those extra couple hours and then you know went to the next day i bet you they'd probably get some wins out of that and i bet you they'd actually find that they their metabolism became better and they became stronger from a health and a a mental spiritual standpoint too so yeah no it's there is no perfection um again that's one of the reasons why i don't personally go by a calendar or necessarily a clock because i want to feel out my body so this will actually hopefully help that person actually feel out their body a little bit better
0: yeah, I agree. All right, this next one is from Tracy Pickroll from Gretna, Virginia. Uh, she actually asked two questions. I've been very disciplined with my IF since June 1st and now up to 18 or 19 hours and I'm eating clean and limiting my alcohol. I can't get the scale to move past six pounds of weight loss. I know age is a factor. I'm 61. I've been trying to lose the last 10 pounds. Then she put, uh uh-oh, I think that was from Nancy Carey. Oh, sorry, I read the wrong question. Let Let me read this. This one is from Tracy Pickerel, Gretna, Virginia. When does the hunger stop? I'm starting my third week of OMAD, starting at two and ending at seven. From the time I get up in the morning, until two, I'm famished. Funny thing is, is that I never ate breakfast before. Dinner was my only meal, sometimes lunch. But once I eat that one meal, I'm not hungry the rest of the day. Tracy Pickerel, Gretna, Virginia. So for me, if I was going to answer that question, it, it's so funny I think in the Facebook group, a couple of people had put like, welcome to fasting, like you're gonna be hungry. You know what I mean? Like, um, but but the truth is is that for me, I think that once you get yourself into like this routine of eating, let's say, you know, if, if you're eating from two o'clock to seven o'clock or one o'clock to seven o'clock, whatever that window, eating window is, for me, like I around one o'clock, I am ravenously hungry. Like I'm extremely, my my body is just used to me like eating right around that one um, o'clock timeframe. And then I'm used to eating around seven. And in the morning, there's times when I am very hungry. Like I know um, like 10 o'clock yesterday morning or this morning, I was like, I'm ravenous. And I just like took a walk. I had a cup of black coffee. I just kept myself busy and just made the decision that I just wasn't going to eat until one or two o'clock. And for me, like going outside and taking a walk is a game changer. I don't know what it is, but for me, taking a walk is like unbelievable. And then also um doing, a, if I, I sometimes my electrolytes are off. So if I have a little bit of like salt or something like that, I'll just take a little bit of salt and dab it. If I'm really feeling some kind of way, I might have a little bit of pickle juice because I know I'm, you know, need something. But usually either having a cup of green tea, a cup of black coffee, um, walking, you know, all of those things will kind of get me to that next window for me.
1: And this is what I would challenge people to do. Um, and I think this is really important. So when we talk about intermittent fasting, there's also fasting. So long-term fasting, right. And because this also goes along with the people who are like, well, I can't fast because I just get hungry. The people who say that, that is your liver. You're not letting your liver do what it's supposed to do, which is supposed to dump its glycogen. So for example, um, more, more fun to me sometimes than intermittent fasting is actually like three day fasts. So I'll do a three day fast, and <laughs> this is for people out there. So about eighteen to twenty four hours into it. Now this is going to vary for different people who are different sizes. I'm more muscular and don't have a lot of body fat on me. So eighteen to twenty four hours is where you start running out of sugar, and you start feeling a little dizzy, a little weak, no energy. And you just want to like sit down and like not do anything. And this is that moment where people go, "But this is too scary. I can't do this. I have to eat. That's exactly what you don't have to do at that point. What you need to do is you need to push through that because what's happening is your liver is dumping and ending its glycogen storage. You're ending your sugar, right? This is the beautiful part where you go into ketosis because you're, because once you get through this, on the other side of this, you're going to have boosts of energy because you start burning the fat. And I, so I would urge anybody to go through, you know, again, I, I like three, I love three day windows or I just think they're fun. Um, but that moment, because I've, I have a lot of women that come to my practice who want to fast without well, Jean, I just can't, I get so hungry. And that's why you have to, because also for the women out there with hormone issues, with weight issues, et cetera, you're going to feel that window where you want to crash, you just have to eat. When you get through that and you start burning the fat properly, that's when you see hormone changes. That's when you see fat changes. That's when you, that's when you see big changes. So that's what I, that's kind of some of my advice, but it's, it's like when you're running and you feel like quitting because you're like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. Right. And then you keep going and like 15 minutes later, five minutes later, 10 minutes later, you feel amazing because you had to get through that breakthrough window.
0: Yeah, I agree, and it's, it's just so much is right between your ears. It's so right. much of that mindset and making the decision that no matter what, you're going to do it is right. is really a big deal.
1: And again, right. you're not going to die again. I mean, you're, you're, you're just because you feel like you're going to. So if you're going to pass out, go sit on the couch. Get like do like do this stuff. When you have an opportunity where you're not standing, like you can be home relaxing a little but you know, again, your body will go 30, 40 plus days without food, right? You need water more, right? But trust your body. Your body knows what it's doing.
0: Yes, this next one's from Nancy Carey. I've been very disciplined with my IF since June 1st and now I'm up to 18 to 19 hours. I'm eating clean and limiting alcohol. I can't seem to get the scale to move past six pounds. I know age is a factor. I'm 61, I've been trying to lose the last 10. Another question, I've been strict during the week but on the weekends, I really want a burger or a bowl of ice cream do i allow allow it i want to avoid a binge i'll answer it and then i'll let you jason so um for me i really try to eat what my body is craving within reason so like if i want a burger i eat a burger like <laughs> i eat a burger um a grass-fed burger with no bun wrapped in lettuce. And I have all the toppings, you know, like I grill onions and, you know, all of that. For me, I can't do um, gluten because I will just feel like absolutely horrible. So for me, it's not worth it for me to have a burger with a gluten bun because I will feel so bad that it's not worth it for the rest of my day. Um... But like, if I want ice cream, I'm gonna have like the healthiest version of ice cream that I can find that I know has, um, you know, that I'm not gonna be just like on the floor sick because I'm, you know, my, for me personally, um, I know that there's certain things that I just can't eat because I don't, I don't, I'll feel so bad when I eat them. So within reason, I go, I know that I can have this treat or that. And if I deprive myself, for me, I will end up like binging on something. If I start getting like too strict where I say like, I'm not eating this, I'm not eating this, I'm not eating this. Um, So, but I do know that I also, for the most part, I eat a paleo diet. Like I eat a lot of meats, I eat a lot of vegetables and I do have like fruit. You know, so that's kind of the majority of my diet. But if I want something sweet or if I want something, I'll have a little bit of it. And if I don't, I really will end up binging. And for me, I don't want to have that binge. So that's kind of the mindset that I have around that. What about you, Jason?
1: Um, so a key word in there, the key word that I heard that stuck out for you and everything was alcohol. So cut the sugar, cut the carbs. If alcohol is in the diet, then there's carbs in the diet. I guarantee you, because all the alcohol is, is sugar. So even alcoholics out there, alcoholics, it's sugar, you're sugarholics. You're not alcoholics, you're sugarholics. So um, I, I will admit I'm very radical in the alcohol world. So I don't, I don't personally drink. Um, I don't either. I tell people cut the alcohol and and it's not just because of, you know, metabolism, hormones, diet weight anything like that it's it's for your brain it's for your mind i mean alcohol is used to manipulate the mind of the consumer that's what it's used for so and i know i have people are like well i only have one drink is that telling you it the sugar consumption and especially when people who do that they're also consuming carbs in other places so this these are my these are my really fast carb um restrictions that i would i would be cautious with so and this is what i tell my people so um average carbs under under 75 grams a day when you can and that's usually for somebody in the beginning uh if you want to be really great under 50 if you want to be amazing you want to be a rock star under 30 grams of carbs a day and then if you really just want to like blow it out then you you can play the game with us and try to go like almost none because contrary to popular belief your body does not need carbs to run. It never has needed them. It never will need them. And if it does need them, it also can break protein and fat down to carbs if it absolutely needs to.
0: Yeah, I agree. The more carbs, it's like carbs, we get, we get carbs, we get carbs and eating too many of them can make you go crazy. I I'm the same way. I do drink. I drink about four times a year. And sometimes I literally drink maybe half of a drink and it's, always because my husband like will be like, if it's like his birthday or it's gotta be like some special occasion. So I'll drink like half a drink, maybe one drink. I think like all of last year, I think I ended up drinking twice for the whole year. It's just not something I do. Cause even after half a drink, I just, I feel like, I think it's because of the parasites, right? And like, I just don't feel great the next day. So it's again, it goes back to that thing of like, okay, if I'm going to feel so bad, is this worth it?
1: It throws off the entire endocrine system, just so everyone knows. I mean, literally, and it starts in the brain. So it changes your brain. And I know. So there's, there, yes, there's difference between alcoholics and people who just have socially drink. I, and I'm not judging anybody. My mom is a recovering alcoholic, so I don't judge anybody because I've lived through it, I've watched it. Um, it changes the brain, but then it also changes the thyroid and it ch- changes um, ovaries, it changes your heart. So your metabolism is changed because your hormones are changed. So endocrine system controls all of that. So it's, um, it's just something, again, if you want to go have a drink or two, like that's, that's your world and you're willing to do that. Um, But a lot of times it's for people who are hitting a plateau and they're struggling. That's a good place to look.
0: Mm, So good. All right, this last question is from Tricia Smith from Hanover, Pennsylvania. I have a question about magnesium and digestive enzymes. I've been taking magnesium with my dinner and recently purchased some HCl to help with my digestion. Is it okay to take magnesium during my dinner and HCl when I'm done eating? I do OMAD on a 19.5, or should I take them separately? T I A which is thanks in advance. So I'll answer this one. Um, For me personally, I take this magnesium that I'm obsessed with and it has seven different magnesiums um, in it and it's by BioOptimizers. And if I'll put the link in the show notes and you can get 10% off of that if you put Waste Away or put Chantel Ray in the shown or in the, you know, coupon code. But for me, I, I am a big fan of HCL taking HCL with your meals and taking any kind of, um, you know, digestive enzymes with your meals. I'm a big fan of that. I always take my magnesium at night um right before I go to bed so it's just like right next to my bed I do it it's like a habit that I do and I just go okay I'm going to take it so that's like a system that I've created and then I always take my digestive enzymes with my meals and so that is just I have I separate them like I've never taken those two together I don't know that it's a great idea to do it I don't know that it's the best thing ever, but I don't know that it's like a deal breaker either. What would you say, Jason?
1: So so I'll give you my secret to magnesium. (laughs) Um, I don't personally believe everyone, anyone takes enough magnesium. Um, And the reason why we live in a very stressed, we, we live in a world right now that is so, Every single person is running from left to right, all over the place, stressed out of their mind. Not enough finances, not enough this, gas prices to the roof, etc. And so, people are not only consciously stressed; they're subconsciously stressed. So, um, I take uh, an easy mag from Standard Process. It's just got a, it's got all the uh, magnesiums in it, and I personally will take. Now, here's a crazy number. I'm not telling anyone to do this because some of you will not be happy with me. So I will take upwards of 500 to 1,000 milligrams of magnesium a day. Now that's whole food magnesium. So if you do synthetic, you're going to literally be on the toilet for the rest of your life. Just kidding, but kind of. Um, But the reason why is because you're literally urinating out magnesium on a daily basis and you're stressing it out. And most people, again, very high stresses or high stressful life, um, (laughs) when you're stressing, you're burning that magnesium off. So you not only need to replace that, but you need to give yourself magnesium just to sit in the body and for your processes. So um, that's kind of my magnesium tip. So when people come into to me and they're like, I need magnesium and they see how much I give them. It's just kind of like vitamin C. I take five, sometimes 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C per day, because that's what we're supposed to be taking. But they remember everyone goes by these RDA, recommended daily allowances by the government. Well, the government hasn't got anything right to start with and they still haven't got anything right. So they didn't get nutrition right either. Um, so those numbers are some mostly completely thrown out the, the door. Um, but yes, magnesium, phenomenal product. Everyone should be on it.
0: So the one thing for me personally, if I take too much magnesium and I really believe that I actually am potassium deficient, um, and the reason is is because like whenever I'm just not feeling good, um, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel terrible. I will eat like something that's super rich in potassium. And it's almost, it's like a, I'm like a new person. I'll have like coconut water or an avocado, or um, sometimes I'll have like half of a banana or something like that. And it, I literally like in the pit. I mean, I feel horrible. You give me an avocado, give me some coconut water, give me half a banana. I'm like, literally my staff, like I'll, you'll see me like around two or three o'clock and I'm just like, um, you know, kind of, you can see that I'm kind of down and I'm just like starting to lose it. And they they'll like joke. Sometimes they'll go across the street, get me a coconut water or get me an avocado or something. And I literally will, you know, just perk right up on those days. So I personally can't take too much magnesium, because i feel like it messes with my potassium levels somehow and so i i'm a huge fan like i i agree with you i think every human being needs to be on a really really high level of magnesium and it's like super super important but i personally can't take too much i'll get um
1: well, I get with that said print. everyone should be on minerals so not yeah. just magnesium Yes. So everyone should be on minerals no matter what. So that includes potassium. Everyone should be on minerals. Everyone should be on trace minerals. So when I say magnesium, mm-hmm. I'm not just throwing that much magnesium in by itself. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing in the wide range of minerals. So yeah, absolutely. You got to, you got to catch all your, your potassiums. your sal- salt alone. I mean, everyone is deficient in salt, sodium. You got to have salt. Like the, the, the medical system is completely lied to everybody about salt. If, if I ever see, if I see one more person walking around drinking a gallon plus of water per day or drinking or filling up their water bottle 10 times per day, uh, put in some electrolytes and some salt. You're not, you're not, you're not underwatered. You're under mineraled. Mm,
0: that's so good. That's so good. Um, so let's talk a little bit about like, if you, if you said to someone, I want to kind of expand on this idea, like that, that's like a huge nugget that I want you to talk about, like some myths, right? So you just said like, some people think, oh my gosh, I'm not getting enough water in a day. So they just drink, 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 drink. And then the, then they still don't feel good. Cause like you said, then they don't have. The salt that they need, so now they're feeling bad. So, give us a few more myths of things that you go. This is what we're told, and this is what the truth is on some of those, as far as health and eating goes.
1: Well, Let's start with the weight thing. So, um, I'm assuming that your podcast you have a, you have a lot of women probably listening, and many yes. of them are because you're doing intermittent fasting. So, I'm sure weight is the thing that they're trying to get rid of. Yes, um, I- I'll tell you right now. So, the gym. Here, here, I here, I, always, I always say this stuff and people are like, oh, I got a light. I don't understand. what do you say? So the gym, stop working yourself into the ground. So I have people who literally, I make them stop exercising. I make them stop riding a bike. I make them stop running on a treadmill. You're like, how could he do that? Because calories are not why you're not losing weight. Your body has so much toxicity. You can literally actually... It, You can make your body gain weight in a gym because your heart is exhausted, right? If your heart is exhausted, it's not going to get the weight off for you, right? So calories in, calories out. Calories are just energy burnt. That's all it is. So where does the weight come from? Again, toxicity. So eat correctly. I I, I have people lose weight in, in my office every single day. And I mean, a lot of them without even going into the gym. Oh, how does that work? Well, because we're actually getting the toxins out. We're getting on a balanced diet. The the other thing is the water, right? So a lot of people are drinking tons of water, a myth. Well, my doctor said, if I eat too much salt, I'm going to have heart problems or blood pressure problems is another one. Salt and blood pressure. So that's not how it works. Your every single cell in your body needs salt, right? So you should be getting it through. Now, most people don't get enough through the salt like for example if i have a steak i'm dumping either sea salt or like a himalayan salt on it now most people aren't going to get enough that way because they're pretty deficient in it but dehydration is from electric is from a lack of electrolytes minerals and salt it's not a lack of water um you can get away with drinking a few glasses of water a day because your food should have the water in it or at least should have a lot of it not all of it obviously. But the problem is America is stuck on fast food, right? If you're eating a really good diet of good meats, good vegetables, et cetera, there's a lot of water in that food. I mean, you know, you, you eat a good salad. That's, that salad has water in it. The problem is people aren't eating that today. So there's a couple myths. Uh, another one that drives me up a wall is statins. So mm-hmm. people are going, well, I have high cholesterol. I need to get out of statin. Well, who told you that? the medical doctor who's taking pharmaceutical kickbacks. That's who told you that, right? They need everybody on a statin. That's what they want. They want everyone under 200 cholesterol, which is a joke. So we have a hormone problem in our country, both men and women. So men have low T women. They're just women are their hormones are all over the place. You're getting pellets stuck in your butt. You name it to try to fix this, trying to get bioidentical hormones that don't match your own hormones. Um, So let's go back. Why is this happening? Well, the precursor to your hormones or all hormones is cholesterol. So you're not getting it. Now your liver does create cholesterol, but you have to get cholesterol from your food. But they told you not to eat any more meat. They told you to go all plant-based. Well, you're not getting cholesterol. That's the problem. You need fat. You need cholesterol in your body. Your brain is made of cholesterol. So if you don't have cholesterol, you won't have hormones. So this is why everyone is so, so far off. And then when it comes to statins, I mean, the research is so over the top now. (laughs) I'm shocked that they still sell statin medications. I mean, the number one side effect of statins is weak muscle. So heart attacks come out of people who are on statins because weak muscle make a weak heart. They're going to have a heart attack. Like I, I, it's amazing. The pharmaceutical companies get sued into oblivion by so many people. And yet the statin industry just keeps going while all the re even the medical research shows statins are causing more problems than they're helping. So there's a couple of myths for you.
0: Yeah, those are really good. And, you know, as far as the exercising, like going too hard. Um, I, I agree like overtraining when you, when you're going too hard, you're going too often, you're not taking that time to recover. And that actually can increase inflammation as well as the stress hormone, stress hormone cortisol. And then when your cortisol levels are too high, that can lead to fatigue, weight, let, you know, weight gain and stuff like that. So, you know, exercising to excess can, get some of that inflammation in your body. And so just kind of balancing that um, and fasting in general, actually, you know, can cause stress to your body. So it's like always trying to find that perfect balance where like, for me, I know no matter what, like I do try to walk at least like three miles a day and like try to at least get 10,000, 12,000 steps every single day. Cause I need my body to move. I need it but but I do a ton of walking. And walking to me is the great elixir. It is so good because it moves your bowels. It gets your body going. It helps you just feel better. Like I could be like in a slump and I get out and I start walking and I'm like a new person. So I think it, It and I have a problem with um, sometimes being constipated. And so you know, that's where I have to take that magnesium because it makes a big, big difference when I'm, when I'm taking that magnesium, but, um, it's a matter of the walking to me is the best possible exercise you can do because it really has so many benefits and none of the, you know, downsides of go, going too, too crazy at the gym. Well, this has been amazing. I've really, really enjoyed talking with you today. Can you tell listeners what where they can find you and where they can follow you?
1: Uh, yeah, so the best way to get me is on bravetv.com. So just like being brave, brave, dot tv.com and it's a combination. So when you go over there, you're entering into a different realm. You're entering into doctor world, but you're also entering into- little bit of political world a little bit of conspiracy world there's a lot of news over there but i also do a podcast five days a week uh usually at noon eastern time and we go through what's going on but also we break down a bunch of the medical myths that have been in the past as well as what's going on right now and how we fix that but then how we also solve chronic debilitating issues for adults but also how we save kids. So we save lots of kids from things like autism. Um, we, re- we help start at least reversing the effects of it. We also get parasites out of their body as well. And, uh, we just start building our country back up. So that's what brave tv.com is all about.
0: And I want to really encourage you guys to go to his website on brave tv.com, click on the full moon protocol and do that parasite protocol. I'm telling you, it is one of the things I'm personally so passionate about because I'm telling you, I agree with him 100%. I truly believe with all my heart and soul that parasites are the hidden cause of so many health problems and literally no one is going to talk about it and it's just getting worse and worse and worse and we're always trying to band-aid things with everything else and so i just want to really encourage you guys to go to his website he's got a great he's got the para1 para2 and the biotoxin binder Go on his site, order that today, and then follow the protocol. Do it exactly when he says about the full moon. I'm telling you, he is spot on on there, guys. So go to his site right now, log on and get that. And you guys stay tuned because we've got another episode coming up in just a few. Bye-bye for now.